Hi, everybody. It's Elle here. And I just want to give a quick shout out to our partners and our supporters and the people that edit and put this show together over at Pretty Easy Podcast. Now, we get a lot of compliments on how the show sounds and how it looks on YouTube, but that would not be without Pretty Easy Podcast and the amazing team that they have. If you are looking to create your own podcast or maybe you have some ideas of some social media endeavors, Pretty Easy Podcast has the technology, the equipment, and the skills to make your podcast sound great at your own disposal at your own time so record from home your office a park wherever they will help you out please give them a email at prettyeasypodcast.com once again that is prettyeasypodcast.com and thanks for listening Hey everybody, it's your host, Elmet Colors here, and I just want to say thank you to all the followers and listeners of Queer Late Night. It's been a little bit of time since I've done a podcast, but I'm back and I'm I think I'm better than ever. We'll see. We'll see. But um seriously, thank you so much. I want you to support me a little further by getting out your phones, getting out your laptops or your tablets, and I want you to go to transazelias.org. Transazelias was founded by my friend Iman LeClaire, CEO, um, all around Angel. And the mission of Trans Isaiah is transplanting trans asylum seekers to trans family territories where they can transmit logic and emotional support. And that goes a long ways. So do what you can. Support your grassroots organizations. To find out more information about Trans Isaiah, please visit transisaias.org. And now with further ado, here's an interview I've been wanting to do for a long time with my best friend and fellow United States Navy veteran, Mr. Jonathan Jesus Cotto. Listen in, two-part episode. My lips right here. Well, without further ado, um, ado, I'm back. I'm back, back, back again with uh, Queer Late Night. I'm talking to two cameras right now. I'm talking to uh, one of the... Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you again for listening to Queer Late Night and um, keeping up with me. I know that it's inconsistent, girl. She's the only producer... But um, I've been uh, challenging myself to grow mentally and spiritually and to come back and to have good content and stuff that I have um, worked on and thought was cool. So today I picked Beyonce because Beyonce is cool and I think that it's something to be talked about. But more importantly, I picked someone near and dear to my heart that I have pretty much experienced most of my Beyonce um life with we always talk to each other we're very close we share so many chapters together you know i don't have much of a mini bio i'm just going to introduce johnny Cotto as my best friend um, we met in the military about almost 12 years ago in the middle east and um, manama Bahrain. i miss that place i miss the lava burgers that we used to get late night um johnny thank you so much for being here how are you Thank you for having me. I'm doing well and the guest on your show is it's truly an honor and a privilege less. So thank you. How are you? You're welcome. But before we get are you on the Wi Fi? On the Wi-Fi? I am on the Wi-Fi. Okay, all right. And who's and strong? Huh? Is that Wi Fi coming in strong? It's coming in a good connection. We're gonna make it work. Um if you break up, we'll just pick up from where you left off and 
Maybe we won't reuse the skirt. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> it's important. Um, please tell the people who you are, what you do, how you are. Tell them what they need to know. Who is Johnny Cota? Uh, well, my name, my full name is Jonathan Jesus Cotto. I live in San Antonio, Texas. I'm a journalist, a TV reporter for a local ABC affiliate here. So that's what I do. I did serve in the United States Navy for eight years. And of course, that's, that's how you and I both met, which was a blessing in itself because originally I had orders to Hawaii, ended up in the Middle East. But it was a blessing in disguise because that's where I, I met my best friend, Les McCullers. Aww. So in a nutshell, who I've, I've become. That's so sweet. It was a fun time, too. I remember the day we met. I We were in the TA office because we both were trying to go to college because they told us that if you go to college here, it'd be a good opportunity. It was a great opportunity. I'm not going to lie. That was probably one of the best times. I should have took it a little more seriously. We'll get into that a little bit later. What? But each one teach each one. one teach one. I remember you you walked into the office, uh, the TA office, and I looked you up and down. I was like, "Did you on your uniform?" <laughs> yeah, you straight up called me out. I was like, <laughs> "I was on one that day, wasn't I?" I was like, "She was a little you were she's a little MA three and didn't get any farther." But um, it was such a fun time because I went to I went to. I was scared as shit when I got on the plane to fly to Manama Bahrain. I was like, what's going to happen to me? Um, yeah. You know, I, you know, I'm from Salisbury, Maryland. There's not much, uh, we don't do geography that like that um, in the education there. I'm just, I'm just kidding. We have great education in Maryland, but. Um, I mean, I've never heard of Bahrain before I had orders to Bahrain. So it was kind of like fear of the unknown and unexpected. We just knew that it was a country in the Middle East and what the hell was going to be of you know what? What were we gonna do? Yeah, I was trying to like Google it, and Google back then was it was it was hidden, but um, it didn't tell me much. So when I got there, I was like, "This is a big, big city." Yeah, the Pearl of the Gulf, as they call it, right? The Pearl of the Gulf. It's um a man-made city too. So that beach that we were on, hey, it wasn't the beach. Fake. Really. <laughs> Fake. <laughs> It is. I think the Middle East takes the takes the trophy. I mean, but it was great. It it was a gem, really a gem in the Middle East because we had so much fun. And we got to like. And the one thing I always say about the best part about being a part of the military was you got to travel and you got to experience culture outside of what you see on the news and outside of what you read or hear about it. And the cultural shock that I experienced there was amazing. It was eye opening. It's like here is the news painting, you know, certain parts of the Middle East this, this way and that way. And realistically, we're all just people trying to understand, one, ourselves, and two, what the government's trying to do. And um, it just brought me closer, I think, to humanity. And I got to, like, meet some of the, my bestest friends over there, you being one of them. Yeah, I think that, like I said, that one of the blessings of being stationed in Bahrain was obviously our friendship that we've been able to maintain over a decade now. And also the fact that we were so fearless in our time there and made most the most out of our experience, like really diving into that culture and making friends with locals, yeah. which definitely like perspective, as you mentioned, like we, we didn't just stay in our bubble, we ventured out and made yeah. friends with which I think that was so cool, so fun. And, I mean, we had the little echo. I got an echo every weekend, and we would go off-roading in the little echo, and we would go to the, um, what was it called, the souk? 
the suit at the the little market where you just get kind of get harassed by everyone and we'd go shopping we'd go to the mall buy sweaters and (laughs) (laughs) we would buy sweaters in the middle east we would just find a reason to go to h&m and buy sweaters and it never really got dark too that was one of the things i always noticed it never got super dark why were they selling sweaters at the h&m in bahrain this yeah, I didn't save any beginning. money there. And I felt like every other weekend we were going to brunch. Brunch, everything. And, you know, and I, I didn't even try to convert 90 DR or BD or whatever the fuck <laughs> to whatever $90. Just swipe, 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 swiping pieces. <laughs> um, but uh, time has gone on since then. That was like 11 years ago. And since then, you've lived in L.A. You've lived in New York City. You even lived in Connecticut. You lived with me for a little bit. That's so crazy. Ooh, Ooh she broke up. Ooh. <laughs> okay, cut. <laughs> Johnny, you, you broke up for like a whole, like, 30 seconds. I saw that. I had an exclamation point on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep going, though. Um, what city was the best city for you so far? I think the best city for me was L.A. I think through and through, through all chapters, and my experiences, uh, no matter what I was going through, I was just happy-go-lucky in L.A. And I don't know if it was the sunshine or what, but um, I was the The fittest. wildfires. Yeah, the wildfires, the earthquakes. <laughs> it just, I loved it. It just gave, it really just gave me energy. I, I really loved it. I love L.A. too. And I live here in New York City, and I love, love New York City. You can just do and be and create whatever you want here, and that's part of how I got to this podcast. But whenever I go to L.A., I feel like... I'm like, I could live here half the year, maybe a quarter of the year. It's very um, peaceful. Those L.A. drives um, when you're not in the parking lot are nice. Going over the hills, being, you know, next to the water. So, I mean, it's not New York City, but I would pick L.A. too. Um, the best city for me, I feel like, would outside of New York City, um, I guess I don't have one outside of New York City. No, oh, New York City is a great place with so much energy. I think for me, what what did it was the winter. I think that's the snow, everyone. I know a lot of my people are like, we love New York City. We love the snow. I'm like, yeah, but snow in a city is like not that combination. It's not a good mix. At least yeah. it was- no, it's like when you let the cereal get soggy. It's like, oh, this shit gross. Um, also, it's not even, we don't even get snow like that anymore because of the global warming or the earthquake, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so now it's just gray. And hot. It's just hot and gray. Or it's just cold and gray. Mm-hmm. We don't really get to see the sun. So I understand why people leave the city. I mean, you left the city. You left the city one week before I moved to the city. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, and you and you lived in the same neighborhood. You ended up moving to the same block that I had left. It was just like horrible it, timing. It was terrible timing. I was really want, wanted to like spend time, but you know what? You've moved on. You've succeeded. In fact, you have. You're one of these people that have multiple. You're trained in multiple dis- disciplinaries, right? So you. What was your um, rate in the military? It was an AO, which was an aviation ordinanceman. I was honorably discharged as an E five, um, and yeah, and then I went off to college to study television, film, and broadcast journalism. How are you going to skip over nursing like that? Bitch, you're rude. Rude as fuck. Oh, I forgot about that. Thanks for checking me. And I went to school for a whole year of fucking nursing, um, which was great. Actually, it was 
good idea, not to toot my own horn, but um, it just wasn't for me. You know, God had other plans. He had other plans all the way up until like, didn't you have just one more test left? One more test left. <laughs> See, yeah. and this is a testament or, or at least a, like a shout out to people that are thinking about switching careers. Um, it's never too late. You can go through a whole bunch of educational training and get to the end and decide that's not for you and move on. It's never too late to change your life. It might be um, costly. But listen, I came I was walking through I was walking on the subway the other day. And I was thinking to myself, it it was a bill as soon as I arrived, as soon as I opened the curtains, as soon as I came up from the ground, as Beyonce does, it was like a lot of money to be born. And it's going to be very expensive to like bury me too. My, my funeral will be fabulous. So what I'm saying is there's going to be always be bills out there for you. Don't let them drown you and, and pay the ones that, you know, are holding you at gunpoint, but also live your life. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, it's just life squeezes you, but it doesn't choke you. So you can always get through it. You can always shift. You can always pivot. So yes, and you know what else? Um, I did today. I just um, hopefully I can shout out. I'm going to shout out Better Health. Um, whatever you're going through in the world, know that you're not alone. Because a lot of people, it go, it happens. You think you're alone. You're not alone. Um, and hear that. I know yeah. it's hard to believe. But also, I feel like invest in yourself a little bit. I, I, I was on ASOS at 6.30 a.m. this morning. I woke up, and I was like, you know, I need some new shoes. <laughs> the things I think about when I wake up, I need some new shoes. And so that's what's missing, a fresh pair of kicks. Yeah, I needed a fresh pair of kicks. No, I, um, I quickly emptied the cart, and I was like, chill out. So I went, and I um, signed up for um, mental health counseling, do better health, and I met with a therapist today. And they're really nice, and I feel like I'm going to keep doing that. So I'm just encouraging everybody else out there to pursue your happiness and um, follow your dreams and better your, better yourself, um, of course, in any measure. It's time for a queer question, Johnny. I'm here for it. Okay, and I don't I don't have one uh, prepared, so I'm just gonna like pull this one out of very very thin air. Are you ready? Ready. What is the most valuable thing in your life? The most valuable thing in my life right now has to be my family and my closest friends, for sure. Oh, that's mine, too. I can't say anything else anyways now that you said that. <laughs> and uh, my fresh new pair of Alexander McQueen's. <laughs> Did you get a pair of Alexander McQueen's? I think it has to be the first and most expensive thing that I've ever bought myself. You know, how did it make you feel? It made me feel... Um, I didn't feel too good about it because I'm just like, how do how did I just spend six hundred dollars? And I have to tell you, they're a white pair, so I didn't wear them for like the first four months. I recently started wearing them because I was so scared of getting them dirty because I'm like, they're so expensive. I don't want to mess them up. And I'm a Chuck Taylor kind of girl. I wear Vans and Chuck Taylors. So yeah. Having a pair of six hundred dollars shoes was was new to me for sure. But it was nice that I was able to do that for myself. You know what? Some people treat themselves different ways. I, um. I don't, I get some sneakers. I'm a sneaker person. I don't, dress shoes hurt my feet. Everything like hurts my big ass feet. But I recently, I went to uh, Vancouver and I am a, I used to be a, hey, I'm coming in your town. Can I sleep on your floor type of person? Then I became a, hey, I'm coming in your town. I have an Airbnb uh, 25 miles outside of where you are and outside of anything that's going on type of person. 
Then I recently uh, became, I my friend Alex, um, shout out to Alex, she took me to a resort. And we were in Mexico. I'd never been to a resort, an all-inclusive resort. I never thought of it. It was my first time experiencing it, and I thought it was nice. I I didn't I didn't get to go back to a resort, but in Vancouver, I waited last minute to book my hotel. So the only hotel that was available was the one that was for like two seventy one a night, and I was like, well, it's either this or the streets, and that's not vacations. <laughs> hey, so I've I, never done an all inclusive resort. I've been so it was. It wasn't a resort. It was it was the Douglas. Shout out to uh, Marriott. Y'all need to give me some money, please. Um, <laughs> it was a Douglas. And Johnny, I had never stayed in a hotel like that. They like first of all, there's not a lot of black people in Vancouver, so people were definitely shocked I was staying here. Um, I felt like <laughs> from the front desk, they were like, "Are you sure? Let me see your passport." <laughs> but um, I got to the room and I was like, "I'll be damned! Like this is nice. And I don't got to clean nothing." Yeah. And it's like you the walls are insulated so you don't hear nobody walking in the hallway and there the view is beautiful and i was like you know this is what i'm gonna do on vacation from here on out i can't do the 25 miles outside the city type of because then i waste the money in ubers so yeah yeah vacation in itself is expensive so you got to really make sure you want to be there rob someone i mean hey everyone's As always, thank you so much for listening to Queer Late Night. I'm your host, Elmet Colors, and this was episode one of two parts with my best friend, Jonathan Jesus Cotto. As always, you know what? Keep listening. I'm going to keep cranking and grinding them out, and no, I'm not talking about my teeth, baby. And I want to start a little, um, a new segment on the show where I get to shout out people that's um, here supporting me. This shout out for this week goes out to Garrett McGee over at Manscapers here in New York City. It's been a pleasure working with you guys and thank you Garrett for encouraging me by saying that you listen to the show. It's, it's, it means a lot. Stay tuned for part two with Jonathan Jesus Cotto where we talk about the Renaissance album by Beyonce. <laughs> Good night. This week's intro and outro music was brought to you by Art List, and the artist is J Squared. It's called Looking For You. Check it out.